Gabe Miller here, and I want to personally thank you for checking out our podcast. And I also want to encourage you to click the subscribe button so that each week's message will automatically show up in your feed. Another great way to stay connected with this is on our website at yourimpactchurch.com and on all of our social media outlets at Your Impact Church. I hope this message today encourages you, inspires you, and challenges you. Let's jump into the message. Really quickly, as fast as I can, and some of them you just heard, but I want to touch on them a little bit more as well, and uh, a few things that were not in the video announcements today. 21 days of prayer and fasting. We have been, today's day 14 of 21 days of prayer and fasting, and uh, if, you, <laughs> if you're like me, some of you are like, you know, I just need that cup of coffee, I just need something, me, I'm like, you know, just give me some Skittles, give me some, you know, something that just turns into sugar. Um, I, I don't know why I like sweets so much, but... Uh, but we are, we are excited about in this last week what God's going to do. And here's my encouragement to you. If you've been with us throughout this first 14 days of praying and fasting, we ask you to continue and uh, continue to be a part of that. This week we are going to be fasting uh, technology. So we're adding in technology this week. I'm going to talk about that more here in just a second. Uh, if you have not been fasting up to this point, or maybe this is your first Sunday here or something like that, and you didn't even know about it, listen, don't feel like you can't jump in. Jump in today. Go with us for these last seven days. I believe God wants to do something significant in your life as we pull away. Come on, we pull away from the world a little bit and we draw closer to God so that He can draw closer. To us, And so we're excited about that. And this week, like I said, we're going to be fasting technology. I would encourage you, uh, I would encourage you, let's, let's, let's fast social media. Come on, anybody looking forward to fasting social media? <laughs> let's fast the news. I said this at the 930 service. Listen, if they're going to give you a $1,400 check in your account, it's going to show up whether you're checking the news app every single day or not. Amen? Right? <laughs> you don't need to be checking the news. Like, listen, just get off, let's get off the news, let's get off social media, let's pull away from the things that have our attention so often, and let's, 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 let's just dive into everything that God has for us, amen? And so we're going to continue with what we've been doing, and we're adding uh, those, those type of things as well. I would even encourage, um, I know one thing that we always do in our house is even television, uh, Netflix, Hulu, come on somebody, <laughs> Amazon Prime Video, you know, all the things where we like to watch the movies and the shows. Uh, let's, let's just give our full attention to God these last seven days and see what, what he can do in our lives. Amen. Um, give Big Weekend. You heard these two things in Night of Worship. Next Sunday is a big, uh, uh, a big weekend for our church. It's the last day of 21 Days of Prayer and Fasting. Uh, we have what we call Give Big Weekend. Can I just say this? Listen to me. Don't not come to church because it's Give Big Weekend. Listen. <laughs> Listen to me. This is not this is not a goal. This is not there is no pressure on you. Like don't don't feel like, well, oh my gosh, if we come next weekend, we got to give $10,000. Like if you want to do that, that's fine. If that's what God tells you to do. But don't feel don't feel pressure. Don't feel like, oh man, like I don't know, I don't really want to go cuz I feel bad cuz we did like listen, just just pray and ask the Holy Spirit. There is no agenda. There is no goal for this. This is an opportunity every year where we pray and we fast and we give, and it's just a way that we honor God with the first part of the year. Amen. And I know for me specifically, 
um, I need to honor God at the beginning of every year in the area of finances. I just want to say, God, I trust you in this area of my life. So whatever it is that you tell me is going to be an honorable gift to you, that's what I want to do. And so we've been praying about it. My wife and I, we feel like we know what the Lord's told us to give. And I would just encourage you to pray about it. But don't feel, don't feel pressure. Don't feel, you know, God loves a cheerful giver. Amen. Somebody that's decided, somebody that's prayed about it, somebody that's decided in their heart what it is that they're going to give, amen? And so that's what we're asking you to do is just be obedient to what he tells you to do. And then that night, night of worship, 6 p.m., this is how we're gonna end the fast together. So we want you to be here for that. And then a few other things, I'm gonna try to go through them really quickly, but uh, many of you, if you've driven down Lamar Avenue, you've seen um, a lot of movement and and work being done on the new facility that we're going to be moving into hopefully this spring and so uh this next sunday so right now like i think pretty much all of the framing on the interior is completed we've had some other like electricians are in there working and hvac is is going up and different things like that all right now kind of simultaneously but we thought uh, I felt like the Holy Spirit kind of gave this idea that next Sunday on the last day of our fast for this year, uh, everybody that wants to, after the second service, we're going to gather at that facility, and uh, there shouldn't be any construction or anything going on, so you'll be safe, and we should be able to gather there. We're going to pray over that facility, and right now, all of the all of the uh, the studs and the wood and everything is exposed until they get all the electrical stuff done and all that, and then the sheetrock starts going up. So we're gonna. We thought, man, what wouldn't it be? Wouldn't it be so awesome for everybody to bring your favorite scripture verse? And to find a place inside the new facility to write a scripture and something that we can look back on five years from now, 20 years from now, you know, however long it is, and think, man, I remember on the 21st day of 21 days of prayer and fasting, we prayed over this facility, and look what God has done, and, and, and it's just something significant that we want to do. So everybody that wants to, next Sunday after the second service, we're going to gather over there, and we're going to pray over that facility uh, on that day, and then also bring uh, whatever verse you want to be able to write down. And uh, we'll have a good time doing that. Grow groups. Uh, grow groups begin in two weeks. And so we're going to talk more about this uh, in this series. But grow groups begin in two weeks. I would encourage you, go online. You can go ahead and get registered. There are Right now, there have already been nine grow groups that have been added online. And so you can see those all different nights of the week, Tuesdays, Wednesdays, Thursdays, Sundays, um, I, I think. And anyway, so you can find what works for you, what, what interests you, what group you want to be a part of. So for 13 weeks this semester, we're going to gather in groups, and we're going to grow together, be discipled, disciple each other, sharpen each other, and be in community together and it's going to be a good time and then the last thing and I know this is a lot and I promise you we're going to get into what uh, what I feel like the Lord wants to share today but we have someone that is actually a part of our church a part of uh, this body that uh, has been in the hospital and they are not doing well they're not doing well at all and so um, today there there might be some people from other churches as well but Everyone that is available today at 2 p.m., it's being organized to where we're going to gather at the hospital, and uh, we're going to be outside, and we're going to uh, surround the hospital, and we're going to pray. We're going to pray not only for that individual and for their healing, but we're also going to pray for every single person that is in that facility that is sick, that is struggling, that is on the verge of you know something catastrophic or whatever. We're just going to believe that God is going to do a miracle and that, do you believe he's able to do a miracle? And so, and I believe prayer works. We talked about it last week, being devoted to prayer. Prayer works. 
And so we're going to show up there at 2 o'clock today. So if you're available and you want to do that, we would love to have you join us there. So last weekend, we began a new series uh, that's based on our word for the year as a church called Devoted. Devoted. And uh, the idea of this series is to just focus in on some things that the first church was devoted to uh, that we feel like are important, and we're gonna we're gonna center this year around that and how we can be devoted in these different areas of our lives. And so, in Acts chapter two, it's our theme verses, and I want to read these again. We'll read them every single week so they can get in our heart. But it says, "All the believers devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship and to sharing in meals, including the Lord's supper, and to prayer. A deep sense of awe came over all of them." And the apostles performed many miraculous signs and wonders. And all the believers met together in one place and shared everything they had. They sold their property and possessions and shared the money with those in need. They worshiped together at the temple each day, met in homes for the Lord's Supper, and shared their meals with great joy and generosity, all the while praising God and enjoying the goodwill of all the people. And each day the Lord added to their fellowship those who were being saved. We discovered last week that the word devoted, if you, if you study into the word, the word devoted, it, it, it has this picture behind it and what it means. It says to continue to do something with intense effort, with the possible implication of despite difficulty, to devote oneself to, to keep on, and to persist in. So when you are devoted to something in this way, the word devoted that is used here, that is our word for the year, means that with intense effort, persistently, consistently, keeping on, we will be devoted to these things. And it says the first believers, they were in this way devoted to certain things. And so I've kind of broken them down into five different areas that we're talking about in this series, five different topics, and their prayer gathering together, generosity, discipleship, and community. And last weekend, we talked about being devoted to prayer, and I would encourage you to go back. You can watch that on the app, or you can uh, listen to it while you're driving down the road on the podcast, something like that. But if you missed that message, I would encourage you to, uh, to get that and listen to that. I believe it will be a blessing to you uh, for part one of the series. But today, as we continue the series, I'm going to talk about two of these five things together. And so I think that uh, there are two of these that can kind of go together. They are, they are separate things, separate areas, but they, they kind of go together, and you'll see what I'm talking about as we go through the message. And so I've titled this message today, Devoted to the Gathering and Community. Devoted to the Gathering and Community. And I only have two points for you today, but I believe they are, they are vitally important to your Christian life, your Christian walk. Um, as you go through life as a follower of Jesus. Here's point number one if you're taking notes. Don't pull away. Don't pull away. Look at your neighbor. Come on, look at your neighbor. Everybody participate. Look at your neighbor. Say, don't pull away. Don't pull away. And we see a couple of verses in Hebrews chapter 10, starting in verse 24. And this is from the Passion Translation says, discover creative ways to encourage others and to motivate them toward acts of compassion, doing beautiful works as expressions of love. This is not the time. Somebody say, this is not the time. This is not the time to pull away and neglect meeting together, as some have formed the habit of doing. In fact, we should come together even more frequently eager to encourage and urge each other onward as we anticipate that day 
dawning. I love how the Passion Translation says, this is not the time. This is not the time to pull away. This is not the time to neglect. And I wonder if there's anybody in the room today who has ever felt the tendency to pull away. Have you ever felt the tendency to pull away? In 2020, did you feel the tendency to pull away? About three years into 2021, do you feel the tendency to pull? January 3rd, we're excited. And January 17th, do you feel the tendency to pull away? And I love the Passion Translation, how it says it. This is not the time. This is not the time to pull away. Away and some of us listen. Some of us have you have you ever found yourself and 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 six weeks go by and you stop and you think, wow, I've pulled away. Six months go by, oh, I've pulled away. I didn't even realize I was pulling away. I was just distracted and and this was going on and that was going on and oh, I've pulled away. But Hebrews tells us this is not the time. To pull away. What, what day is it talking about? I believe it's talking about the day of Jesus' return. And as you see that day, we need to be urging each other. We need to be encouraging each other. We need to be gathering with each other and in this way as we see the day coming. And some translations use the word forsake in place of the word neglect. And I looked up what forsake means. And it, it means to abandon, renounce, or give up. So if you were to put that word in here and kind of take it in that way, this is not the time to pull away and abandon meeting together with other believers. This is not the time to pull away and renounce meeting together. This is not the time to pull away and give up meeting together. This is not the time. And so I was thinking about why we have this tendency to pull away and to forsake gathering with people and meeting and coming to church, you know, in a, in a room like this. And why we have a tendency to forsake this a lot of times and pull away. Because I believe it's important for us to understand it. I don't know if you've ever stopped and thought, why, why do I have this tendency to pull away? Why have I felt like pulling away? Why right now in my life do I feel this urgency, this tendency to pull away and kind of disconnect and so these are not all of the reasons, but I do want to name three reasons that I think are important for us to understand. And you can probably see yourself maybe at some point in some season of your life in one or all of these things. But here's the first reason I think that we have a tendency to pull away sometimes is busyness. Busyness. Anybody ever been busy? Anybody ever had somebody ask you, what have you been up to? Just busy. <laughs> like it's a badge of honor, <laughs> you know. To be busy, I'm just, I'm just busy, and I think busyness sometimes has the tendency to, 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 to cause us to try to pull away. We have too much that we've added to our lives, and so we don't feel like we have time, right? There are some things that you have to do and some things that are necessary for you to do, but I think there are some things that we add to our lives that cause us to be so busy that we don't have time for the things that matter. We don't have time to gather. We don't have time to be in a group. We don't have time to come to church. We don't have time, like, it's my only day off because I'm so busy. 
and busyness has a tendency to cause us to pull away because we don't feel like we can give up these things. And so we start pulling away and disconnecting, but now is not the time. Here's number two, and hopefully this doesn't offend you, but I think we can probably all at some point see ourselves in this place. The second thing that I think causes us to pull away sometimes is laziness. Laziness. Have you ever just felt lazy? So everybody's like, can I raise my hand on that? I don't know. You ever just felt lazy, right? It's just, I just, I don't feel like it. <laughs> right? This is, this is not to condemn you. This is so we can identify these things in our lives. Because I have to identify these things in my lives. Come on. There are seasons where you just don't want to. You just don't want to. I just want to sit right here. <laughs> I just want to lay right here. I just want to, like, I... I just don't feel like it. I don't want to. I've, 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 I've worked so hard and I just, I, uh, I just, in this season, for some reason, I just don't feel it. I just don't want to. And then the last thing uh, that I want to talk to you about, the last reason that some of us maybe have a tendency to pull away is a wrong perspective. Or we could say an incorrect perspective or an incorrect view. What are you talking about? Incorrect view of what? I think it's an incorrect view. We view Sunday services and gathering in grow groups and different things like that that are available. That We view them as something that we get to choose whether or not we participate in instead of something that's vital to our Christian life. So instead of it being something like, I can't neglect that. I can't forsake that. I, I need to be there, right? I, like, the, I need that in my life. We view it as something that is, well, if I feel like it, if I don't have too much going on, if, 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 you know, if, if so-and-so does, if this doesn't happen or that happens or whatever, then, then I'll be a part. And we just, have this, we just have this incorrect viewpoint, I think, of how important these things are. And this one kind of feeds the other two, doesn't it? When you don't have the right viewpoint, when you don't have the right perspective, when you have an incorrect perspective of how important it is for your life, then it causes you to slip into busyness and allow busyness to get you to pull away or laziness to get you to pull away. Or you can fill in the blank with whatever it is in your own life that causes you to feel this tendency to pull away and neglect the things that we're actually called to. And so sometimes it's a wrong perspective and here's something that we need to understand and I want you to get this in your heart because if you don't get this in your heart you misunderstand the whole the whole concept and the whole heart of everything that we're talking about today this isn't a legalistic thing it's a no excuses thing well what do you mean by this isn't a legalistic thing it's a no excuses thing it's not a legalistic thing this is not a I have to thing this is an I get to thing this is not a thing, well, I'm sick today and I'm running a fever, but if I don't go to church, then they're not going to think I'm devoted and I'm just not devoted to the gathering if I don't come. No, stay home if you have a fever. It's not a legalistic thing. It's a heart thing. It's a priorities thing. Listen, if you're sick and you can't, like, and you can't gather, you can't go one night or something like that, that's, don't feel condemned. God, that's not the heart of God. It's a, it's a heart and a priorities thing. 
It's not a legalistic thing. It's a no excuses thing. It's, it's me stopping and taking the time to ask myself this question. I love how one pastor that I listen to pretty often, he, he says this way when he asks himself questions. He says, why am I doing this really? Why am I not going really? Why am I not, why am I, why am I telling myself this lie Really? Because we all have a tendency, we lie to ourselves, and we justify to ourselves, and we convince ourselves, you know, and it's like, well, we just had so much going on, and so we just convince ourselves that we don't, listen, it's not a legalistic thing, it's a no excuses thing, it's, it's asking yourself, am I just making an excuse for something that's vital in my life? Why am I, why am I not doing this really? What is the real reason, and how do you know if you're devoted in your heart? to gathering with other believers. And because that's what point one is all about. It's about gathering together as believers, gathering together as followers of Jesus. How do you know? I think you can ask yourself this question. It's do you prioritize it or is it something that you just try to fit in? How do you know if you're devoted to gathering with others? Is it something that you prioritize or is it something that you just try to fit in? And I think that will tell us a lot and maybe some things that need to shift and maybe some things in our heart that need to shift or we need to give some areas of our lives to God and surrender that to him so that we can prioritize this thing in our lives. I love something that David said when he was writing one of the Psalms that we have and it's Psalm 122 and it's just the very first verse. It says, I was glad when they said to me, let us go to the house of the Lord. I was glad, and I read this so many times over this last week, and I started thinking to myself, I wonder what God could do through people who said, I was glad when they said to me, church is on Sunday. I was glad when they said that grow groups were starting in two weeks. Come on, somebody. Can we just put it in what we can? I was glad when they said we're having a night of worship. I was glad when the door was open and I could be there and gather together and be around other people and be encouraged and grow in my faith. I was glad. And I started thinking, what could God do through a bunch of people who had gladness in their heart? That it wasn't a burden, but that it was an I get to I have the freedom to I can actually go and get together with other people I can meet together with people in their home and we can study the word together I can meet together with people at church on a Sunday and we can worship together I get to do this what could God do through people who had gladness in their heart like David said I was glad when they said to me let us go to the house of the Lord Back in Hebrews chapter 10, we read verses 24 and 25, and it not only tells us, and maybe you caught it earlier when we were reading it, but it not only tells us that this isn't the time to pull away, but it also says that we should come together even more frequently. As we see the day of Jesus' return coming back, right? And some of us, we get freaked out. Anybody ever got freaked out? You don't have to raise your hand, but anybody ever got freaked out when people start talking about the end times and start, start talking about, you know, the day of the Lord's coming back and we get scared and, and, and maybe it's because we don't completely understand it and, and, and we don't feel like, well, I'm just not ready and, you know, whatever the case might be. But it says we should, we should not only is this not the time to neglect it, 
that this is the time to do it even more often as you see the day coming. Even more often than you have been as you see the day coming. And I don't know if you have paid attention to anything that's going on in the world. And I don't know if you have read your Bible. But some things that I read, I'm just being honest. Some things that I read in the Bible, I'm like, are we in that right now? (laughs) Like, are we living in that right now? Like, is this prophecy like, okay, I read that and I'm like, "Mm," you know, I'm looking around like that might be actually happening right now. That might be right around the corner. And and the writer of Hebrews says, listen, when you, see, when you start to sense this, when you see that, the, that, that, that time is getting short, when you see that maybe that Jesus' return is getting really close, when you see this, like you need to meet even more often. You need to get around each other more. You need to gather more. You need to make it even more of a priority and we could say it this way and I think we have this on the screen that this isn't the time to pull away from gathering it's the time to make it even more of a priority and back in Acts chapter 2 it says that they went to the temple to worship every day they went to the temple to worship every single day it was a priority it was something they were devoted to And this is the place where we encourage each other. And this is the place where we urge each other onward and grow groups that are about to begin. They're the place where you encourage each other and urge each other onward. And and you're discipled and you sharpen each other. And we're going to talk more about that in a couple of weeks. But it's an important thing that you need in your Christian life. We need to be devoted. Jesus said this in Matthew 18 and verse 20. And I read this and and maybe you've, never, maybe you've never seen it in this way, but I want you to see it in this way today. That Jesus himself, he says, where two or three are gathered in my name. And then I love the little, you know, the, the brackets there that kind of break down what that means in the Amplified Bible. It means meeting together as my followers. I am there among them. In other words, Jesus says, where two or three or however many gather together, meet together. As my followers, I am there. I am there. There is something about gathering together with other believers. Even if it's two people in your home, if it's three people and you're getting together to study something, if it's in a group, if it's coming on a Sunday morning and gathering together with with larger numbers of people, whatever it is, there is something significant about gathering together that we need to be devoted to. And so here's the question before we go on to point number two is, are you devoted to gathering with other believers. And we could put on the end of that, really. (laughs) Are you devoted to gathering with other believers, comma, really? Is it really a priority in your life with intense effort, persistently, consistently, in spite of difficulty? Are you devoted? And so don't, pull away here's point number two don't do life alone don't do life alone don't pull away from gathering and don't do life alone listen in acts 2 we see that there was fellowship 
We see that they ate meals together regularly. We see that they met each other's needs. The first believers, they were devoted to doing life together. It was this idea that we're all in this together. Oh, you think you're going to wander off and go over here? No. We're all in this together. We're devoted to fellowshiping together, eating together. Come on. You can, we're going to invite you over, and we're going to all gather in this house. We're going to eat a meal together. We're going to do life together. Why? Because we need each other. We need each other. Don't do life alone. And I want to read you a few verses, but before I do that, where are all my introverts at? Introverts, some of like introvert, you're like, introverts are like, mm, I'm so introverted, I can't even raise my hand right now in church. <laughs> right? Introverted people, I get you. Because <laughs> there are some extroverted people that you're like, yeah, I want to be in every group, and I want to be around all the people. And when I show up, you're going to know that I'm there, and I'm so excited to be here. And listen, I'm excited for you. I'm excited that you want to be at every group six days a week and just do everything that there is to do. I don't always feel that way. Right? And all the introverted people said, amen. <laughs> but listen to me, and this is, this is something that I have to tell myself. That just because it's not my personality doesn't mean that it's not right. Just because it's not something that comes naturally to me doesn't mean that it's not necessary. Community is necessary. We need each other. You need me and I need you. And whether you have an introverted personality or an extroverted personality... You need people. It may determine how many people you have around you, right? Maybe all you can handle is like three, and you're like, that's my limit. <laughs> and some of you are like, I'm going to the group that's got 25, because I just want all the people around me. I just want, we just want to have all the discussion, right? But it's, it's, it's no matter what your personality type is, it's the right thing. It's what we're called to. We're called to community. And it says they were devoted. They were devoted to doing life together and fellowship together and eating meals together and, and all of these things. And I want to read you a few verses and I want you to see if you can find a common thread in these verses in the Bible. I want to start in Romans chapter 12 and verse 10. It says, Be devoted to one another with authentic brotherly affection as members of one family. Give preference to one another in honor. Let me ask you a question. How can we be devoted to one another if there isn't community? How can we be devoted to one another if there isn't community? 1 Peter chapter 4, verses 9 and 10. Cheerfully share your home with those who need a meal or a place to stay. God has given each of you a gift from his great variety of spiritual gifts. And I love this last line. Use them well to serve one another. How can we serve one another well if there's no community? If there's no fellowship, if, there, if, if we're never around, how can, we, how can I serve you well if there's not community? How can you serve the person sitting next to you well if there's not community? Here's Galatians chapter 6 and verse 2. It says, carry one another's burdens, and in this way you will fulfill the requirements of the law of Christ. That is the law of Christian love. Carry one another's burdens. How can we carry one another's burdens if there isn't community? How can I even know what your burden is if there isn't community? 
And sometimes we get frustrated, right? I've done this. You've probably done this. You get frustrated because you feel like nobody knows. Nobody cares. Nobody. There has to be community. There has to be an intentional devotion to community so that we know each other and we know what's going on in each other. So, so we can carry, we can't carry one another's burdens if there isn't community. In Ecclesiastes chapter 4, verses 9 through 12, it says, Two people are better off than one, for they can help each other succeed. If one person falls, the other can reach out and help. But someone who falls alone is in real trouble. Some translations say, pity the person. Pity the person who falls and doesn't have somebody to pick them up. Likewise, two people lying close together can keep each other warm, but how can one be warm alone? A person standing alone can be attacked and defeated, but two can stand back to back and conquer. Three are even better, for a triple braided cord is not easily broken. I want to bring the worship team back this morning. How can we help each other succeed if we're not doing life together? How, how can we help each other when we fall if we're not in community together? How can we help each other not be defeated and not easily broken if we're not doing life together? Let me ask it this way. How can we, how can we apply specific verses that the Bible says without community? How can we carry each other's burdens? How can we help each other succeed? How can we, how can we do any of these things without community. We have to be intentional about community. We have to be intentional about doing life together with other people. And I want to say this, and we're going we're gonna to wrap this up, and we'll pray and sing one final song. But each of, each of the first believers that we read about in Acts 2 devoted themselves to fellowship and community. It says that all of the believers devoted. Somebody say all. All the believers devoted themselves to these things. They were devoted to doing life together. All the believers were devoted. Listen, I can't be your community. I, can't, I cannot be seeking out community and just try to suck you into everything that I... Listen... We all have to be seeking community. And you know what's awesome about when everybody is seeking community, when everybody is, you know, I need one or two, or I, need, I just need some people in my life that are believers. I need some people around me. You know what happens whenever we're all seeking community? We all find community. If everybody is seeking community, if everybody is like, wow, we need to be doing life together. We need to be, ha- like, we need to be eating together. We need to be fellowshipping together. We need these things in our life. When everybody has this attitude that I have to be devoted, I have to be devoted, I have to be intentional to seek out community and get other people around me. When we're all doing that, we all find community because everybody's seeking it. Everybody's devoted to it. Everybody is trying to make sure they've got people around them in their lives that are holding them accountable and encouraging them and strengthening them and picking them up when they fall down or when something happens in their life and carrying their burden because, oh, I didn't know that you were going through that. But now that I know that you're going through that, I can pray for you. I can help you carry that. Is there anything that I can do for you? 
in that way. Here's, here's the bottom line. Out of everything we're talking about today, we need each other. Introverted people, we need each other. Extroverted people, we need each other. Now is not the time to neglect or forsake or give up gathering and being around other believers to be encouraged, to be urged on, to be discipled, to become better followers of Jesus. Now is not the time we need each other. And here's what I want to end with is when we're all devoted to community, what happens? I think we'll give preference to one another like Romans 12 talks about. We'll share and we'll serve one another like 1 Peter 4 says. We'll carry each other's burdens like Galatians 6 says. We'll help each other to conquer and not be easily broken like Ecclesiastes 4 says. When we're devoted, when we're devoted to gathering and being in community and encouraging and loving, we, we need each other. We stand to your feet. And so just two questions that I want to end with that sound very similar and everything that we're talking about in this series is all based on this idea that devoted, it's this, it's this intense effort, persistent, consistent, despite difficulty. And so my questions are today as we end and you walk back out and, and start your week and do everything that you have going on this week is are you devoted with intense effort persistently consistently despite difficulty to gathering and worshiping with other believers are you devoted in your heart in your heart it's not a legalistic thing it's a heart and priorities thing Are you devoted with intense effort, persistently, consistently, despite difficulty, to being in community and fellowship with other believers and not doing life alone? Listen, I'm, I'm gonna be honest with you, and then we're gonna pray. This does not come easy for me. <laughs> if you think this comes easy for me, then you just need to get to know me. This does not come easy. And for some of you, it's not going to come easy. And I believe the enemy is going to fight you until there's no fight left to keep you away from people that can encourage you, pick you up, strengthen you, cause you to feel like, well, I don't really need it. Well, that's for them. That's just not for me. Oh, no. We need each other. So Lord, today, we thank you for your word and we thank you for truth. We thank you for reminding us how much we need each other, how much we need to be together and worship together, grow together and do life together. Lord, I just pray right now in every person's heart under the sound of my voice that, God, that you're stirring something, you're doing something on the inside. 
I want to do this. If you're here with every head bowed and every eye closed, and you would just say, this is, this is me. I need, I'm making the declaration today and the commitment today. I'm going to be devoted. I'm going to be devoted. Last week we talked about being devoted to prayer. And I'm making the decision today. I'm going to be devoted to being around other believers. I'm going to be devoted to gathering. I'm going to be devoted to community. I'm going to be devoted. If that's you, come on. I just want to pray for you. We just lift your hands right where you are. I'm making the commitment. I'm going to be devoted. Lord, we just thank you right now. Every hand that's gone up all across this room. Lord, and we pray for those that may not even know exactly what this looks like yet. That they would pray. That you would show them. That you would reveal to them what it is that they need to do to step into community. To step into relationship. To step into being around other people even more often than, than than we even have before. Lord, that we would apply your word so that we can accomplish and we can can live the life that you have called us to live. Lord, I pray that you would give wisdom to every person to know what to do and courage and boldness to step out and do it. And Lord, as we sing this last song, I pray that that all the praise, honor, and glory would go to you. And Lord, anybody that is in need of anything in their life, Lord, that you would draw anybody that has a need for prayer. We just want your will to be done. We want all the glory to go to you. It's in Jesus' name we pray.